With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, it's still for me the the biggest moment on the cricket calendar each and every year. And the good news is about it, we never have to check our calendar to know when it is. But it is the Boxing Day test. Uh, It's just about upon us. And uh, one man who knows that oval, knows that game, and just knows the game better than most is our very own, uh, the Sultan of Swing uh, himself, uh, Damien Fleming. Hello, Flem. Sam, I've asked Santa for at least a three-day test match. <laughs> wow! What high hopes! <laughs> What's happened in the world, Flem? Where that's our high hope to get three days of a test? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll be fighting. Um, Paige he's found a, a good balance there. You know, five years ago, we're we're thinking, oh, MCG might, might lose its test. It's too flat. You can't get wickets, and um, we've certainly had results in the last few years. Um, Love test matches when they're weighted um, probably slightly towards the bowlers. Um, but, you know, I, I'm sure um, it, it'll go three or four days this one, as long as, um, particularly in South Africa, their top order need runs, don't they? I mean, yep. we, we joke about the two-day test and there's obviously maybe a bit too much in that, in that pitch. Um, but, yeah, let's be honest, the South African... You know, top five need need to need to score runs and um and and the one thing I do like about short test matches is your rate runs. So <laughs> Travis Head's become a bit of a match winner, hasn't he? Like oh yeah, you you, you combine his two test hundreds last year against England in bowler friendly conditions at, at almost a runner ball, then a, almost a runner ball ninety in a two day test match. I mean, he is a genuine match winner for Australia at number five and. And that's where you rate innings, don't you? When when something mm. like that stands out against the pack, um, you know, he, look, he looks like he feels like he belongs at five. Um, I think he gives himself more a chance now to get get sorted and get set. Um, but then when he gets going, he's just so hard to contain. So that, that's been a real bright spot of, of the last two summers for Australian batting wise. Yeah, I love the way that Travis Head goes about it. Uh, always have. I'll tell you who else loves a short test match, Flem. Those who invoice uh, as commentators per test as opposed to those who invoice per day. Yeah, I don't know too many that do it per (laughs) test. Don't worry about that. Um, um, You're sweating so much, aren't you? If it just trickles into the next day, (laughs) it's a a full day's pay. Yep. Uh, But um, that didn't happen up at the camera. No, no, it didn't. Hey, uh, if you're uh, selecting... And this is your area of expertise, as we know. It's such a tough call, isn't it, the Hazelwood? And, and you're going to be asked it a million times, and um, we understand that. But the Hazelwood bowl and selection query, do you have a clear line on it? Yeah, I do. I mean, it, it's, um, I, I don't think we're disadvantaged either way, which is incredible because, mm. you know, Josh has got 217 wickets at 26. So they're, they're all-time great figures. Yes. Um, you know, he'll add at least another 100, 150 onto that. Um, 
but Bolo's averaging 10. Averaging <laughs> 10 in test match cricket. Crazy. At, it's on his home ground where he, where he dominates. Um, they're both... They're both unbelievable threats with, with the kookaburra in hand. You know, they're, they're both very accurate. They're both bouncy. They're both bowl a nice, you know, avenue of apprehension uh, mm. area where they're constantly threatening off stump, outside edge, inside edge. But where, where, I, where I'm favouring playing Scott Boland is, um, is just the injury to Josh Hazelwood. I think it's the second one. Um, you know, that, this grunter muscle, the intercostal muscle, um, you know, it, it can be six weeks. It can be more. And it's only been weeks uh, for Josh. So my worry is why, why risk the rush? Yeah. Um, if there's any doubt, because we've got to go, we've got a Sydney test, obviously, but we've got India. Yes. And then we've obviously got England. Um, so... You know, another breakdown in that area, um, you know, does it become chronic? So um, I'd be erring. Um, and as I said, actual output, um, unbelievably, we're not missing out by playing Bolo. You know, I'd be backing him to get at least four wickets in this test match, probably top order players. Um, and, um, yeah, and this Australian team's obviously going to take 20 wickets against, against South Africa. So it's... A, so, yeah, Scott Boland for me. By 13, I'd be happy, you know, in the tradition of Maxie Walker and Merv Hughes, Peter yeah. Tittle. Um, you know, they've got they've got their modern-day hero, and that's Scott Boland. D Fleming. Um, Flem, I want to ask you about, and not, not with all the other stuff, but let's focus in on the fact that a, a man's about to become, I want to say 14th, but I might be wrong on that, but it's it's not far off from that mark. Become around the 14th. Uh, Australian to ever play a hundred tests. That is an extraordinary achievement from David Warner, from where he started against South Africa. Ironically, in that T20 game uh, at the MCG, he gets to complete the journey. Well, not the full journey of his cricket career, but it comes full circle to play a hundred test matches, and he'll do it at the G. Get rid of all the other stuff. Take away all the other stuff. What is it to you about Dave Warner, the cricketer, that that you that you remember first and and you are drawn to first and foremost? Oh, well, he's just an entertainer, isn't he? Um, mm. He's much watched. When he's batting, you, you want to watch him uh, his whole innings. And looking back at that 70, you know, he was going to be the poster boy, wasn't he? Oh, all, all the you know, new young kids want to play T20 cricket. Um, but all along, Dave Warner always said, I want to wear a baggy green. And yep. this is around this time, New South Wales weren't picking him in shield cricket, Okay. But he kept saying, I want to get a baggy green. And um, I'd seen him in the under-19s, New South Wales. I, I was coaching the Aussie under-19s uh, from the academy up in Queensland. So I saw, you know, Usman, Finchie, uh, Moses Henriquez, Jackson Bird, um, and and obviously Dave Warner. And he was a middle-order player, the bold, handy leggies. And he was a gun field. Mm. So I always thought that, um, you know, he had a, had a lot of potential in, in longer formats. Um, but to think that he went on to open a hundred times in test match cricket. <laughs> but he always had a pretty good technique. He was never just an absolute slogger. No. And he was actually really hungry. Um, and then once he got given the opportunity, I, I remember, I think he got a hundred in his second test against New Zealand, um, down at Hobart on a green seamer. And, and sloggers can't do that. No. Um, so I, I, I think, 
Um, he, he accelerates test matches. He's been a match winner. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, for me, for his position, you know, even he'll know. He needs run. Yeah. You know, he is under the pump. Um, you know, we're going to India where he averages 24. England where he averages 26. Um if he gets runs in these two test matches, you know, his career just continues. Um, if he misses out, well, that, then there's a, a job for the selectors because both him and Usman are around 36. You want to stagger their exits. And obviously, Usman's averaging 100 this year, so there's no um, need to, to be looking at, at, at Usman. But, yeah, fingers crossed, 100 tests can be a celebration for Dave Warner mm. and some runs, and, and his career uh, continues on. Flynn, just two more questions from me. Um, the, the presence of the great Shane Keith Warren will be large. Um, his name is on the stand now at the Southern Stand, but this is our first Boxing Day test without him. Um, and so there'll be uh, he'll be ever-present in our minds and there'll be um, tributes and, and, and testimony to him as there rightly should be. From a personal point of view, how will it feel for you, do you think, rolling in there for, for, on day one? Yeah, I mean, it still feels surreal, doesn't it? Mm. Um, you know, with Warney, you know, he just was had so much charisma. He was so big. Um, I must admit, you know, seeing the Shane Warne for the first uh, time, you know, the, the stand, you know, you feel really proud. Mm. Um, you feel lucky that you're able to experience um, so much cricket time and lifetime with, with, with Warney. Um, he'd love it. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. loved it. You know, he was a superstar. Um, he was an entertainer. Um, memories, really. I, I think we were listening to it on the radio, uh, the Victorian team. We might have been training. So, um, I might have been um, playing down at Hobart when Warney got that seven wickets against West Indies where he announced himself the flipper against Richie Richardson. Um, you know, I was at mid-on uh, or mid-off when he took the hat-trick against England. You know, it was yeah. just the buzz. And and I remember all, all the boys were in celebrating, but I looked at Steve Randall, the umpire, who, who didn't put up his finger straight away. So I'm thinking, does he think that he didn't get a glove on it? And then he eventually did it and ran in there. Um, um, I remember the night that against England, uh, they were giving the fielders down at Bay 13, the English ones, that... So he puts a helmet on and goes down just to shush the crowd, like 85,000 people. Yeah. And they send Warney out. To, to <laughs> in his settle, shorts. He's just strolling in shorts and thongs. And he might have been smoking. He might have been smoking. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I, I just look forward to, um, well, everyone. And, and also I just feel like, because he gave so much to himself on social media and yeah. um and that, like, everyone felt like they knew him a lot more than any other Australian cricketer. Yes. Um, so I think everyone, you know, feels, you know, he's passing even more because, uh, you know, one, he was a superstar cricketer, but, you know, he was bigger than that. He, he was so famous. Um, so, I, you know, hopefully we do get the full five days so we can, um, mm. you know, for me, at least tell a warning story each day. Um, and, and uh, you know... I reckon day one um, with the themes of, uh, you know, the big floppy hats, a uh, bit of zinc cream, and then obviously at 350, um, you know, to signify his baggy green number, um, test number, 
um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a moving moment, mm. um, but it's going to be fitting for you know an absolute champion. Uh, Flem, love that, um, and thank you for, for for doing that with us and, and for taking us where where you did just there. Um, I'm almost resident to ask the next question because I, I know that you would have already penned your letter to Michael Nisa welcoming in for the Hattricks Club uh, last night. Um, and after what we've just spoken about, I think I know the answer to my question. We've been asking it of everyone all day after I botched the call of the Nisa hat-trick. But do you have a moment in your career that didn't go the way you wanted and it still keeps you up at night, that still haunts your dreams? Oh, we haven't got enough time. <laughs> um, but when, when you... Um, um, no doubt when you lose something big. We lost the 1996 World Cup yep. to... Sri Lanka, and um, no, nah, that, that's just something you can't revisit because yeah. at the time, they're every four years World Cup, so yeah. is that your only chance? And, and you know, obviously I've got Julie at night. We trained during the day. I think we won the toss. We could have done something about that. So your regrets are, you know, did you do everything right in the preparation um, to, to give yourself the best chance? And, and, and we probably di- didn't. Um, so, but luckily we got a World Cup three years later. Yes. So I'll focus on that one. Hey, mate, I've kept you far too long. Love your work. Uh, loving hearing you on the call, and we look forward to doing the same Boxing Day. Enjoy your Christmas uh, and enjoy the Boxing Day test. It'll be a special one. Thank you. Have a great Christmas, everybody.